get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, we'll see if good things will happen for us. Yep. We are back. Just dishing at 81. Should I say it's the Miroslav Shatan episode or the Phil Kessel episode? Uh, I'm insulted you even ask. I could throw Hosa in there too, right? <laughs> Give me Phil. Yeah, I know. I know. How, what, how do you feel about Marion Hosa? Uh, he's an incredible player. Incredible yeah. player. Um, there was a lot of bouncing around there for a while, you know, Penguins, Red Wings, the Blackhawks, right? Well, he was... he kind of did the opposite. Uh, that 08 09, he really kind of messed himself up there, right? He was on the losing end of both Stanley Cups, you know, same match, yeah. same matchup, both, but he switched uh, both teams. years and he switched teams and he was on the losing side both times. It's like Corey Perry against the Lightning. Mm hmm. And then he joins again against Colorado, and he loses again with the Lightning. Yeah, <laughs> loses two to Lightning two years in a row, and then he loses. That sucks. He's got a cup, though, but it's still got to be, like, fucked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we just get right into the hockey, but hockey season's just about here. Um, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so about nine days away from the home opener. The Buffalo Sabres, Ottawa Senators. I'm going to be just gassing high noons from my seat in Section 115. Come say what's up. Um, so, yeah, can't wait for it. But um, wanted to touch on really quick before we dive into any of that, though, um, some late news here. Uh, Matthew Barzell, my New York Islanders, lock him up. Eight years kicks in next season, 9.15 million AAV. What are your thoughts on this signing, Tudes? Uh, I think it's huge. I think they have to do that. Um, Barzell's just, he's such a dynamic player, and he's really the most talented player they've had there in a while. Obviously, John Tavares was there uh, previously. Um, didn't leave, I think, the fans think on the greatest terms. Um, so I'm sure they're relieved to get Barzell locked up long term, but I'm interested to kind of see what happens with him. I think that he's the type of player that I rip on it all the time uh, that I don't li love watching the Islanders play. I don't think they've been that exciting, but he's the type of player that can really turn it loose and make them exciting. So I hope that he gets you know, more of an ability to step out of the shell of the way that they've typically played and, and just run and gun play a little bit more loose because he's fun to watch, man. That dude can make plays with the best of them. So great signing for the Islanders and you know, hopefully he can uh, continue to thrive there. Yeah. I, um, I couldn't agree more. I got a soft spot for the New York Islanders. They've won me a lot of money over the years. Um, I get an, I had a nice quote here for all the, the uh, long Island haters too, or the Islander haters. Um, Barzell says, I love it here. I genuinely do. I think that anyone who plays here knows that it's one of the top places to play in the league from the practice or rank UBS, uh, the arena, the boys in the room, general manager, Lou Lamorello being here, fresh coaching staff, the city itself, 30 minutes from New York city. The lifestyle is elite. I've loved it here. Literally every minute. There's no place I'd rather be. Wow. Suck it. Rangers fans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Tudes, we lost the uh, audio on you. My back? Yep, there you go. God damn, you'd think after working from home for like three years now, I'd learn how to work the mute button on these uh, video calls. But You would think. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's – he summed it up uh, very well in in that quote, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think personally I'd, I'd rather play there than for the Rangers too. Me too. You know, I mean, I'd love to live on Long Island. You know, it's expensive. Golf. Yeah, <laughs> who cares when you got that ticket? You kidding? Yeah, I don't, yeah, uh, I don't care. I mean, I don't know. The Rangers are, mm -hmm. you know, they're kind of right in the thick of things, obviously in in Manhattan. But I feel like there's so much more scrutiny that goes goes into it when you play for a team like the Rangers versus the Islanders. I think it's probably a much more laid back lifestyle uh, off the ice. Uh, which, yeah. um, which I think kind of serves Barzell pretty well. I know he's a Western Canada guy too. So, uh, interesting how, how he's kind of made his home, you know, on the East coast here. I think that's one thing, you know, we've seen in hockey with free agents the last couple of years, a lot of guys trying to get a little bit closer to home. Obviously COVID restrictions are kind of, you know, not what they were, um, a couple of years ago or nearly what they were, but I think. Right. You know, what we saw is that trend of a lot of guys wanting to go closer to home, but uh, Barzell kind of broke that mold and has uh, locked himself in out here on the East Coast. Love it. Great for the league. Um, we got down this path because I just saw it before we started recording, so I wanted to bring it up. But uh, I'm sure most have noticed by now our producer, Derek Hoskin, is not with us. He has been finally bitten by the COVID bug. He's on the uh, – COVID protocol list or, you know, he's in COVID protocol. So we'll see where he's at, but uh, he's feeling well, just wanted to rest. So flying solo with two once again here, talk about some shenanigans and whatnot. Love it. Um, but yeah, we miss you, Derek. We got your picks in though. So that's really what the people need. <laughs> um, but yeah, so great signing for the Islanders. Um, yeah, I can't believe it's hockey already. Isn't it crazy? I feel like I blinked and like September was over and now it's like basically it's the start of hockey season already. I'm so excited. Yeah. I always I always used to tell my buddies like the first five or six weeks of football season just exists to get me back to hockey. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, you. I I can't wait. I'm so excited. Hockey's the best. Like there's nothing there's nothing like it. It's the best, dude. There's nothing um, like, you know, getting out of work. On a Tuesday night, going down to the Key Bank Library, Whoa. having a couple cold ones. Whoa! It is no longer the library. Yeah, we'll Let's see. We'll straight. see. Let's get that straight. That was, it will never be the library again. I I was with you at the home opener last year. We both saw that environment. You know, I yeah. It's the library until proven otherwise. What? The home oh against Montreal. Yeah. You can't base it on the home opener last year. <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> Give me a break. It will never be the Key Bank Library ever again. It shouldn't be. I hope it I hope it's not, because damn, this is a great hockey town. Yeah, it's that's the fucking best. But um who knows, maybe in a few years we'll be able to clip that and like remember when the Sabres fans thought they were out of the out of the shit and then we'll just clip what i just said and that'll be really funny <laughs> um 
But yeah, so um, hockey's right around the corner, man. I'm excited. How are you feeling about the Pens? Feeling optimistic about them. I think they were, I think they were very close last year. Um, injuries are obviously part of the game, so I hate injuries, you know, being an excuse. But I mean, when you lose your starting goaltender who played phenomenal all season, and then you lose your backup. Uh, in a playoff series, uh, you know, it's, you're going to have a tough time winning. And they still went to seven games in the series, you know, given those circumstances against the team that ended up losing in the conference final. So I think it was a first round exit for the Pens last year, but they were definitely a lot closer than people are giving them credit for. Um, I really think running it back with this roster is is something I'm excited to watch. Obviously, Latang, Malkin, uh, and Crosby entering their 17th season, uh, all three of them together, which is the most in, uh, I think, North American professional sports longest trio. Um, I feel like so, I remember that. Yeah, they, so that coming seven, out when they all signed and shit. Yep. So 17 years, the three of them together. It's it's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited for it and. I think they're. I think they're right there. I think they'll be in the mix. They're not going to be in the running for a president's trophy, um, you know, or anything like that. But I think they're going to be, you know, just a very solid team. Not very easy to play against, and they've got the experience to hopefully, uh, you know, win at least a round or, or two in the playoffs and, and scare some teams. And uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. Maybe make a Cinderella run. It'd be fun to watch. Really would be. Um... <clears throat> But yeah, I'm, it's going to be a really interesting year in the NHL. Um, you know, there's not the maybe a business as usual kind of feel to it. Um, you know, like last year we had the new TNT deal. We had the ESPN deal, like some kind of unknowns there. COVID still lingering maybe a little bit. Um, it's kind of business as usual, it seems like now. Um I feel like the league's getting stronger and stronger. Um, the the youth coming up is just incredible, um, the talent there. But I'm excited for this season. I feel like it's going to be one of those wonky ones where you have the whoever the fuck wins the president's trophy doesn't end up winning the cup. Like it's some, you know, like a saint when the Blues won or the first time the Kings won. One of those like weird ones because it's been a little bit predictable in, in some ways the past Pro- few years. Probably going to be the Pens. Hey, may, maybe it'll be the Sabres. All right, let's not get too crazy here. <laughs> when I said that, all I could think of is that fucking, um, what is that, uh, that gif or that meme with uh, Paul Rudd when he, with the, the wings, the hot oh, ones. Have you ever seen yeah. yeah. Look at yeah, us, huh? Uh, I, think, I, think the Saber, <laughs> I think the Sabres, though, honestly, I, I think they're going to make a lot of people, they're going to make a lot of people eat their words this year. I think I they're, know. you know, I, I, do I think they're a contender? No, no. But Not at yet. the same no. time, I think they're going to be a very tough team to play against regardless of their record. Right. You know, the Sabres were always that team or I shouldn't say always, but let's say the last decade. Right. They've been that team where I think a lot of fan bases when their team is playing against Buffalo, they're chalking it up as a win you know, mm-hmm. early in the week. They're looking past them. It's, you know, oh, we're going to roll the Sabres. Or 
Sabres, you know, Sabres, you know, this, that, whatever. Look at now all Now all of a sudden, you know, you've got some guys that can put the puck in the back of the net. You've got some young players that, you know, maybe are going to make some mistakes on the back end because they're young defensemen, but you've got some talented guys on the back end. And, um, you know, they, they could – they could be given some good teams a run. I think they're going to be the type of team that maybe plays spoiler, especially the second half of the season. You know, even if they're not in position to, you know, make the playoffs or maybe they're just on the outside looking in, but they could they could beat some good teams in big moments where those teams maybe need a win for seeding or, you know, to yeah. get themselves in the playoffs. So, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be tough to play against. They're gonna be fun to watch too. I've been saying it for years, it's meaningful games in March. That's what it comes down to. That's where you see real progress. Um, that's what we haven't seen in quite a while. Um, good games in March. They played amazing in March this past season, right? But didn't mean anything. Right. Aside from, you know, seeing, you know, who the players were contributing, yada, 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 right? You want to um, see, see a guy like Tage Thompson in a game that's a must-win game step up and score a goal when the, his team needs it. That's what you want. Yeah. And lots of other guys too, but yeah, Tage Thompson for sure. You're going to need that. Um, so yeah, I, um, like I said, I'm really excited for the hockey season. Plenty more to come on that. Um, one thing I want to mention too, everybody keep your eyes peeled. Um, now that we officially announced it, um, like uh, obviously we got the storefront, um, keep your eyes peeled for when we're going to open that to the public, just kind of a gallery, grab some stuff, check it out. Um, kind of see just some of our, uh, our, our timeless pieces and things like that. So, um, keep your eyes peeled for, for the grand opening there. Um, check us out Instagram, Twitter, and check out all the pages for announcements on that. Um, so yeah, we covered kind of the hockey stuff. Did you, did you anything else pop up that you wanted to go over hockey wise? No, I'll just, uh, Kind of reiterate, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that with, um, you know, the grand opening of the shop. I think that's going to be a really good opportunity for people to stop in and, you know, kind of see everyone involved with Justition and, and some of the products firsthand, you know, and, and really put some faces to things there, too. I think that's going to be cool. Obviously, to everybody involved, the Buffalo community means so much. Um, so it'll be really cool to kind of see people get to come in and, and say hi and, you know, maybe pick some things up, support the brand and, um, you know, stop by and say hello. Everyone would love to see you. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Um, so I guess we can kind of transition, um, to the NFL a little bit. We'll touch on that because right now, honestly, this league stinks. It stinks to bet on. I mean, I could see it being fun if you're winning. I am not winning shit, but it's been quite a ride so far. I've uh, been a really exciting season. Um, not for my gambling, obviously, but, you know, for all you pure NFL fans, I'm sure you're having a fucking blast. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Toots is shaking his head too. I mean, what the hell was that ending of that Steelers game, buddy? I mean, the, I, they they stink. They're just. It's you know what it is though too. It's, is this going to be Tomlin's record breaker here with the, I, the above five hundred? 
Well, I mean, yeah, I don't think they're going to have a winning. I don't think they'll have, you know, a, a winning record this year. So, yeah, I think he will finish his first season as a head coach with a losing record. I certainly hope it's not the end of coaching for him in Pittsburgh, no. which I don't think no. it would be. I mean, the Steelers have literally had like three coaches since the 70s. Um, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, so he's not going anywhere. I'm not worried about that. But you can see – I mean, right now, actually, a stat that I saw today, obviously, TJ Watts out for a few more weeks on the IR, um, you know. What did he do again? Torn pack. Um, you know, hmm. arguably the, you know, the best or, you know, one of the top two defensive players in the year, uh, in the league every year. And uh, when TJ Watt plays in his Steelers career, they are 52-24-2. When he does not play, they're 0-7. So that tells you kind of everything you need to know right there about his impact. Minka Fitzpatrick, he got dinged up in this Jets game with a knee injury. That didn't help at the end of the game, obviously. And then Cam Hayward, their best defensive lineman, he's hurt. Um, so the defense is pretty banged up. Both Two of their top three cornerbacks um, are, are, are in trouble. Um, you know, they've got some injuries that they've been nursing this week. We'll see what their status is Sunday. Uh, both both starting safeties, Edmonds and uh, and Fitzpatrick, are both on the injury report as well. So you know that's four out of your five top defensive backs, your your best pass rusher and your best uh, interior D lineman. So not good, uh, no. to, say, to say the least. And then uh, on offense, I mean, they did make the switch to Kenny Pickett last week. Um, I'm excited. What's with the gloves? I love it. Um, I think it's just because he has a little bit of smaller hands, helps him grip the ball a little bit easier, um, huh. would be my guess. Oh, wait, I, I remember that. That was a hang-up about him. Everyone gets uh, hung up Everyone when, gets the hung combine, up when the fucking combine, Mel Kuyper comes around. He's like, look at the hand size. But also, like, Roethlisberger, even for a while, wore two gloves. Like, some quarterbacks just like it. Teddy Bridgewater. Well, that's because he, he was losing fucking motion in his limbs. He was so goddamn old. Well, no, he, so injured. he was young too. But, oh, uh, did he? Yeah, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater wore, uh, wears two gloves. Like some guys just like the feel. I don't really care what you wear. Just throw the damn ball. Uh, but, strange. Yeah, I mean, they, they took Trubisky out, put Pickett in. He's going to start this week, I believe. So Was Trubisky playing that badly, or was it just they needed a spark? Both. Both? Uh, Trubisky, Trubisky was just – he was playing he was playing a style of football where if you watch some of the tape he he was playing like he was afraid to make a mistake and he what it didn't look like he was trying to make plays he was just trying to avoid mistakes so mm. you know and he would get really locked in on his first read so like the play to pickens down the sideline uh, against the browns that was like the catch of the week, unbelievable, might end up being the catch of the year. That mm -hmm. was a, you know, he scrambled, he threw to the right, he put it where only his guy could get it. Pickens made a great play. You watch the film, there's a guy wide open in the middle of the field. He just never looked and saw him, right? Mm -hmm. So you didn't even have to make that catch. You had a guy wide open in the middle of the field. He's got he's got guys breaking free downfield, and he's he's checking down, you know, two yards to the running back instead of taking a shot. So I think they just realized, okay, like, we need to try to push the ball downfield. And that's what Kenny Pickett did. He came in in the second half of that game, and he was 
firing the football. He threw three interceptions. Honestly, he very easily could have thrown zero. Um, they were all tip balls. It wasn't like it was just bad reads and he threw it right into someone's lap. I mean, you know, a lo- couple of them were, you know, contested or whatever. They just got tipped, went to a safety or a DB. But mm-hmm. I-, I like seeing it. I would rather watch Kenny Pickett go out there as a Steelers fan and fire the ball downfield and take chances and try to make plays than sit there and watch a veteran just play ultra conservative and go three and out. 50% of his drives, you know, and it's, yeah. I think at this point for the Steelers, your mindset shifts this year, right? Like as a Steelers fan, I'm looking at it. Wins do not help you this year. I don't care about wins and losses through the rest of the season. I just want Kenny Pickett to be able to go out there, get his feet wet, try to make some plays, you know, don't put a lot of pressure on the kid to win, right? It's just go out there, make plays, learn how to read NFL defenses. You Throw know, some get, picks, screw up. Used, yeah, like get used to seeing coverages. And I, I hate that argument of, oh, you know, young quarterbacks, you don't want to ruin them by putting them in. Peyton, Peyton Manning went like 3-13 and 13 his rookie year. He turned out okay. Josh Allen went 5-6 and six and threw more interceptions than touchdowns. I think it's safe to say he's turning out okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of those things you got to let guys get in there and not be afraid to make mistakes. And one thing I love seeing before I end my Steelers rant here <laughs> is Ben Roethlisberger during an interview this week, you know, was talking about how Kenny Pickett and after his last interception, he threw a ball high when he could have thrown it away and it went off Friar Muth's hands and was picked. And that kind of that kind of ended it, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Basically, the Jets got the ball back, and then they ended up scoring the game-winning touch, or they ended up ending the game. Um, so right. I think, you know, Kenny Pickett had texted Ben Roethlisberger uh, and said, you know, I should have thrown that last ball away. And Ben said he replied to Pickett and told him, hey, look, you're talking to someone who didn't throw the ball away very much. You know, stay, stay aggressive and try to make plays. And I love that mentality. I would rather see a guy go out there and play aggressive and try to push the ball downfield and make their mistakes when they're a rookie or in their second year. And, and you're going to learn from that, but I don't, yeah. I don't want to see him, you know, panic and throw the ball away every time. It is what it is. Wins don't help this team, but experience does. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the record isn't going to be pretty at the end of the year, but hopefully a nice draft pick and uh, work out the, uh, <laughs> work out the rookie uh, kinks in the game for uh, Kenny Pickett because that kid is showing some upside. Well said. Well done, sir. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I love what you said, too, about, you know, I couldn't agree more with the just get guys in there, let them make mistakes. That's how you learn. Um, you know, when we're kids, you know, stove, get near the stove, it's hot, don't touch. Like that, you know what I'm saying? Like you learn, throw interception up, shouldn't have, done that and think about think about your own athletic career right like all of us no matter what sport you played whether you played you know football basketball hockey baseball growing up you probably you probably had the most fun playing and you probably played your best when your coach allowed you to make mistakes right anyone that goes out there right like if you're i got i gotta tell you Every coach I had only ever let me make mistakes because they didn't cut me. 
Because yeah. I was only making mistakes. So, well, th- all right, give yourself a little credit there, guy. Nah, I was, um, oh, yeah. But, love, love slinging no, it out there. I'm I mean, just messing. Sorry to cut you up. That's the thing, though, right? Like, how many guys did you see growing up, you know, in your experience playing hockey where if they made a mistake, you know, maybe they turned the puck over, you know, or didn't clear the zone correctly, anything like that, and then your coach yanks them and sits them on the bench the rest of the game that kid isn't getting any better because now every time they get back out there, they're just playing scared. Yep. And I think that's exactly what happened with Mitch Trubisky is I think that he was in a situation in Chicago where he was the guy and they didn't have very good teams and he was making mistakes and then they yanked them and they benched them and then he ended up being the backup. Well, they had like an elite defense for a while with the offense. Yeah. But I think he was making mistakes, and they kind of benched him for it as a young player. He was a backup in Buffalo because obviously Allen was a starter, and now he translated his experience into being afraid of making mistakes. And you don't want someone to play like that. Yeah, definitely not. Um, That's – because it's the same line, playing scared, playing not to get hurt. Like you're just, you're not just playing. You're not just being free out there and doing your thing. That's what you need. Um, especially a position like quarterback, dude. I've never played it at a serious level at all. Played it in the backyard a little bit, but it's very obvious to me. You need to, because mistakes are going to happen. It's such a fast thing, high risk, high reward type stuff. Um you're, the ball's in your hands every time, so you get those reps going. And then if you make a few errors, you see what Trubisky did. He was obviously, you know, you could. There's no way that wasn't fresh in his mind, his experience in Chicago, with what was going on in Pittsburgh leading up to him getting benched. So, um, we'll see. It's it's interesting. Like I said, um, the Bills though wanted to mention that they found a way. Um, Derek's usually the one that's going to recap the Bills for us. He's the he's our resident before, Buffalo Bills mega before fan. Before we get too try. far into the Bills, All right. I don't I don't care if you're a gambler this weekend. I don't care <laughs> what the spread is. I really don't. The Bills win this game against the Steelers by a minimum of forty points. <laughs> a minimum of forty points. <laughs> That's it. That's all, that's all I have to say. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. I, I'm a I'm a fan, <laughs> but I am also realistic. Yeah. All right. It's it is what it is. Yeah. So you so you think it's going to be a slaughter? I don't even think it's. I think that. I think that they would get lucky to get out of there with the score that they saw the Bills put up against Tennessee. <laughs> I th- I honestly think that. Right now, the Bills could probably put up a 50-burger on them. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll give – maybe that's the one play I'll do. I say I'm only going to do one in the NFL, but I always think I see something and then no, I don't. I'm not, I'm not taking that because I'm not betting against my favorite team. No, I'm I get just it. saying that just seems like easy money because realistically, that's your mismatch this week. I don't know if you're doing some like reverse psychology on me here or something to try no, and get absolutely, No, absolutely not. I mean, it's all right. They they beat they beat them last year, but last year was different circumstances. Last year was week one; everyone was healthy on both teams. Um, you know, this year it's just it's different, and this is it's a mismatch this year for sure. Yeah, what is the fucking line for this game? 
got to be double digits. <laughs> 14. Yeah. That's about <laughs> as big that's about as big as you're going to see in the NFL. Yeah. So, uh we'll see. We'll see if I'm feeling froggy. Um is this one because this isn't even a spot too where you think like the Bills get up early and then they just start resting guys maybe in like the fourth quarter and then there's a backdoor cover chance for Pittsburgh in garbage time or something. Do you even I don't even think you always worry about that in the NFL, but I don't even think that it doesn't seem like that's what Vegas thinks is gonna happen. No, the only the line. only thing I could see maybe happening is I could see I could see Pickett getting out there and the Steelers putting some points on the board. I know they haven't scored a ton this year, but they did move the ball nicely with Pickett. He turned it over three times with picks, but he also scored two touchdowns in his first three possessions, and they had four touchdowns in three games with Mitch Trubisky. So, like, they, I could see them putting some points on the board. Obviously, it's a little bit tougher with a guy like uh, – you know, like Milano, you know, who's a really good cover linebacker or, you know, a guy like Poyer who seems to have every ball just magically fall into his lap, um, you know, week after week. So I think that right spot, right time, baby, right spot, right time, every, every single time. And I think that those type of things could, could be tough for him this week, throwing the ball. And again, you know, he's going to make those those type of mistakes. That's fine. But I could see him, you know, maybe moving the ball and putting some points up. Um, you know, it's just I, I don't think that their defense is um, is healthy enough right now to stop this Bills offense. Um, you know, when you're when you're missing that, you're, th- you know, you're three, you're three cornerstone players on defense. Yeah, it's um, not good. You know, the Bills are the Bills are obviously missing defensive <laughs> players as well with guys like Micah Hyde and you know, you know, some of those boys. But I just I mean when you look at these offenses compared to you know each other, it's just I don't the Steelers don't have the firepower right now to, to hang. Couldn't agree more, man. Uh gonna be an interesting game for sure. Um yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other NFL stuff. Um, dude, did you see? I saw the most ridiculous stat about Tom Brady. He so he's avoiding. He's trying this weekend. He's trying to avoid losing his third game in a row for only the second time in his career. Yeah, he's a freak. Twenty. Last time he did it was 2002. Last time he lost three games in a row. 2002. That's such a sick joke. That's so ridiculous. Who do the Bucks? Who do the Bucks have their next game? Uh, they play the Falcons on Sunday at one o'clock. Oh my God! This is hammer time. I think it might be. Let's see if I can find a line. Probably not. Yeah. I'll take a look on the on the app here, but um, yeah, um, I don't think there's really anything else NFL wise. The injuries are starting to pile up. Uh, my fantasy team in our justician league is a joke, sick joke. Um, 
just don't know what to do there. This is, I always say it every fucking year. I'm going to do one fantasy football league. I might not even do that. And I'm that was this is my last year. And I think I've said it the past eight fucking years in a row. I don't you know why. You, dude, I, you and me I, both. Yeah, I, say that, I say the same shit every year. I finally narrowed it down to like one league a couple of years ago. Then I got in two because – because uh, of a family league that I'm in, and then all of a sudden this year I added two more, so I'm at four, and I'm literally I'm two and two in every league, and it's hilarious <laughs> because I'll like I'll like pick up guys on two of the teams, and then I'll win that week, but I'll lose my other two, and then I just flip flop the next week, and I'm I'm literally just going to be a 500 team in in every league. But I did uh, shout out our boy Kyle Wittick. Um, I beat Wittick by 0.5 points this week. Oh, uh, so talk about one. talk about um, just an absolute kick in the nuts. Sorry, Wittick. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Got me back to 500. That's what it matters, right? So the line for the Buccaneers game against the Falcons on Tuesdays we're recording this is minus eight and a half for Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. I still think that's probably an instant bet. As long as that stays under ten, I think I'm I don't even do think. Yeah, I don't even think it matters. I think that. I think just, it, Yeah, that's just one of those things. There are certain things that that are system plays, right? Where you don't even look at what the line is. You don't care what the line is. You know, for me, that used to be Alabama first half bets. It used to be <laughs> Golden State Warriors third quarter lines. I mean, there's certain system plays that you don't even look at the line. You just bet it automatically because it's going to hit. You think that's one there, Tom Brady saving that, not going to lose three games in a row for a second time in his career? That's what yeah, it is. I, I and Tampa in a bounce back spot too, actually. I, I do, and I get that he has to cover – I get that they have to cover a spread there too, but also, like, the, I mean, the Falcons just lost Cordero Patterson. Like, they're not that good. Um the Falcons yeah. are the Falcons, dude. Um, they yeah. were up twenty-eight to three in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, and they couldn't beat the damn guy. Like, I'm not about that. What, like, what are we? What <laughs> are we? Ta- what are we talking about here? I, I just, to me, this is one of those spots where I've talked about it before, right? Where it's Alabama in a big game in the playoff or the national championship, or you know, back in the day when it was Belichick and Brady in New England, like. Even if they were a team that you didn't want to bet on, you weren't going to bet against them because you just feel like an idiot if you bet against <laughs> them in that situation and lost. Yeah. So you just you ride with the goat. I couldn't agree more. I did that same thing when they uh, against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl too. Everybody thought, oh, there's no way Brady's going to win another one. No way. I fucking I bet a money line. I need to take the points. Yep. Um, one of the one of the best bets I've made in my career, besides one I tailed with my boy uh, Tristan Funnel Guy Ernst on uh, UMass to win the Ice Hockey National Championship two years ago, slam dunk. The fact that that was plus three hundred was a joke. There's also I absolutely just, fucking nuked that. There's nothing better than when you're on when you're on the opposite side of everyone else and you win the bet. I've never experienced anything like that. When, that UMass, the amount of money I bet, that's the single highest wager I've ever played, most amount of units, by a long shot. I was so confident in that game, and I just ignored everything. Like, you no, know, the market 
wasn't saying the market was saying at least that the public was on Minnesota. So it was just like, whatever, I don't care. Give it to me. Minnesota state. Sorry. I think it was Minnesota state at that time. Um, but yeah, so that is a great feeling. But, um, as we're talking about the gambling and some great bets, I think there's some great bets on the board this week in college football, buddy. But I think we got to get the recap out of the way. Just, just go over mine. Just get it done. I don't just put it to bed. Throw it in the trash. New week. All right. You want me to do this to you? Just do it. All right. Last week, Benny, three picks. Ole Miss, Kentucky, over fifty-four and a half. Loss. Oregon State, Utah. Oregon State plus ten and a half. Loss. Minnesota, Purdue. Minnesota had to win this game, right? No way they lose. Minnesota minus 12 and a half. Purdue wins outright. Minnesota loses. Benny 0-3 on the week last week. How are you feeling going into this week? Um, some, some would be deterred. Some would be nervous. Some might not even participate in the festivities on Saturday. You're, not this uh, guy. Not eight, this guy. You're eight and fifteen on the season now. Yeah, it's not a good, not where you want to be. But there's plenty of time left, and we're back on this. We're back in the saddle. Blood on the saddle, as Bo Jackson once said. Blood on the saddle. Had a coach at Auburn who loved to say that. Um, it's fine. You're gonna have bad weeks. These the football seasons for college and NFL have been insane. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. It was always going to be tough for me to live up to 59% last season in college football. Absolutely. Not easy to do. That is what it is. I'm trying to just, you know, not get in my head too much. It was, I was getting wound up earlier. No need for it. What's good. What's happening. I'm losing a couple bucks betting responsibly. I'm losing, losing stinks, but you're betting responsibly. So there's always another bet. There's always another game. Don't got to push it. Just ride the wave, baby. That's where I'm at. And uh, we're going to have a bounce back week. What else more? What, what else can you say? You just got to, you got to believe it. Have to. So, um, Derek didn't have picks last week, right? Um, I actually, I went in and found couple things uh, from last week. Nope, he didn't have any last week, actually, that I put in here. Yeah, he was on the um, road, so I don't yeah. think he had time to do it. So he didn't, have any picks. Sure. he didn't have any picks from last week, but he did send in picks for this week. So you want me to kick off this week's picks with Derek? Um, let's recap yours. Okay, yeah. We'll we just do, do the that. recap from last week first, and we'll go into all the new ones for this week. Yeah, so my my week last week started out looking shaky. So we had Thursday night, BYU, Utah State. BYU did not cover 24 and a half. I took the loss. I had Friday night, Washington, UCLA. I took Washington minus two and a half. They lost. So I started out the week 0-2 out of my four picks. was a little bit shaky. But then on Saturday, a nice bounce back. I had Kentucky plus seven against Ole Miss. Kentucky ended up losing that one in a thriller, uh, but they only lost by uh, two points at the end. So they did cover plus seven, got me the win. And Wake Forest plus seven against Florida State. Wake Forest won that game outright by, I think, 10 uh, or more. And um, 
they got the win. So overall, last week I went two and two on my four picks that I gave out on the show. Um, Fourteen and nine overall this season. Quite the opposite of me. Uh, we're 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 kind of we're on opposite ends right now, but uh, we'll see where we can even it out. I'm I'm not giving up here. I'm better than this. Absolutely, <laughs> just gotta keep telling myself. Um, you're either hot or you're due. You're hot or you're due, baby. Um, so yeah, let's start it off then with uh, with Derek's pick for this week, um, since we didn't get any from him, and we'll just kind of break down some of the big matchups here. Yeah, um, I think you guys are. I know you are pumped about it's here. Mm. Red River rivalry mm. is here. Come baby. on, baby, you knew I couldn't stay away from the Longhorns for oh, a yeah. week. Um, so, is that quarterback going to be back? Uh, potentially, potentially coming back this week. Um, but right. Derek's picks looks like you boys are both taking a page out of my book and avoiding the NFL completely this week, which I love to see. I thought I did that last week too. Um, I think you might have. Derek in his last picks a couple weeks ago had NFL in there as well. But um, Derek's He's probably got, doing better than me though. He picked uh, Oregon State Stanford. Uh, he's got Oregon State minus seven. No surprise there. Stanford stinks. Uh, Utah, UCLA. He's got. Utah. We got some injury uncertainty in Oregon State, though. I think with the quarterback, I'm not sure if he knows that. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, we'll find out, baby. <laughs> so uh, he's got Utah, UCLA, Utah minus four and a half. Okay. Uh, TCU, Kansas. He's got Kansas. Plus seven. I know a lot of people are loving Kansas. Plus seven. Kansas is undefeated. Um, they're. Uh, I think they're undefeated against the spread as well. Um, both those teams are. Both and of TCU, them are. TCU has just been my my darling this year um, yeah. so far, and it's going to take a lot for me to bet against them. But I, not to go into mine, but I think I will be on Kansas as well. Home dog, dude. Okay. I like I love home dogs. You know what I mean? That's that's what it came down to for me. And then uh, his last pick, he, uh, he gave out four this week. Kentucky, South Carolina, Kentucky minus ten and a half. Um, I think Kentucky's legit. I just I don't know how I feel about ten and a half. Kind of a awkward it's number. It's a tricky number. Um, it's college though. Shit's weird. Yep. The, the games never end. So, I mean, we'll see. I don't. I don't know that that number is going to stay. You got to think the public's going to hammer the plus ten and a half, especially gonna, in a college game. Yeah, I was going to say that's one of those things that, for me personally, I I thought about that game because I do like Kentucky a lot this year. I just that might be a Saturday. I'm hanging out during the day and. Maybe the line moves the way that I like it to and under 10 and I just go for it, but not one that I would, I would lock in right now. Right. Um, so that would just, that's Derek's card then, right? Yep. One more time running down. All right. I've got Oregon state minus seven, Utah minus four and a half. Kansas plus seven and Kentucky minus ten and a half for Derek. All right. Love it. Um, good to have Big D back in the thick of things here in our little uh, running here so you can have the best record. I'm in trouble. I got some catching up to do. <laughs> we'll get there, baby. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know if you want to go into yours first or go into mine. Um, I can let uh, I can let you lead off here. All right. Um, I will be. I mentioned it earlier. Um, you know, I stunk last week. Apologies to anyone that tailed me. I really hope you didn't. I hope everyone's fading accordingly when I give out these picks right now because you're probably making some money. But having said that, we're back at it this week. Going to try and get the ship right. Um, I mentioned I will be on Kansas, Kansas State. I've been loving what I've been seeing from them. Um, they got Martinez there that transferred from Nebraska. Um, lighten it up there. Good for him because he just withered away in Nebraska the past few years. They stink. They absolutely stink. Um, so I'm going to be on Kansas plus seven for the simple fact. Home dog, full touchdown. Come on. Got to do it. Um, shout out to Lance Lightbold too. Friend of the area, former UB coach, um, crushing it out there in Kansas. Um, I'm also tailing. I will be with Derek on Kentucky minus 10 and a half. And I mainly put this down because I am pretty sure that line's going to move in my favor. I think it's going to get to 10 or nine and a half. So we will see. Um, if not, I like it honestly up to like 12. And for me, honestly, I, I just, I'm in on Kentucky. Um, Especially to that quarterback fucking his finger up, breaking his finger, coming back in the game. That's electric factory. The Wildcat Nation loves that. Um, I will also be on Kansas State minus two. Um, you're not Kansas State minus two. What am I saying? Or no, I am. Kansas State minus two. I had him right next to regular Kansas. So I was like, what is that? Uh, Kansas State minus two. Um, and I think I mentioned the. Uh, the TCU that Martinez is there. I always get TCU and Kansas State confused for some reason. Martinez is on Kansas State. He's not on TCU. I'm glad I caught myself on that. Absolute fucking rookie. You were going to let me just like let that go out, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to kind of let it play out, and then I, I could have corrected you later. But, um, yeah. yeah. Martinez's yeah. older brother, too, Taylor, uh, used to play at Nebraska as well. Electric running quarterback. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. I got to correct this. Is, I thought that was the same guy. No, so Taylor Martinez um, used oh, to it's his brother back at Nebraska, and his younger brother is currently playing for what? Kansas State. At That's Nebraska. what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. I thought I I thought I read that he fucking transferred because he was – because all this redshirt shit and everything, but – yeah, he. I forgot he was because he looks. He plays just fucking like him. It's wild. He does. Yeah. Um. That's that's funny as shit. Trip me out. Looks like I know what I'm doing. But uh, read a little bit up. Um. I like Kansas State minus the two. They're on the road. Um. I just don't think that number is big enough to scare me away from. Uh, you know, betting scare me into betting a home underdog. Um. So uh, I'm I'm really not too worried about that. I feel good about Kansas State. Um. I should probably mention what we got here for the matchups as well, because I keep forgetting to do that. Um, see, I got to get in the habit of writing it down, but Kansas State will be on the road at Iowa State. Um, and again, too, Kansas State, 4-1 and one against the spread, um, getting inside of a field goal in a college game for a team that, you know, is covering four of their five games. Got to take that. Um, and they've been rolling, so I'm going to stick with Kansas State. Lane two. Um, my next one is going to be Wazoo plus 13. I'm just, I, I like this team. They're, they cover as well. 
Um, you know, I think 13 is a big number for this game. Um, you know, I, I've won money every time I've bet on Washington state this year. They are another one four and one against the spread. I've been on USC as well. Um, USC's three and two against the spread. I know they're undefeated, but, and you know, they're going to be at home 13 could easily see this being just a complete blowout, but there's something to be said at this point we're at right now. I think when you're seeing these against the spread numbers, what teams record are, you're starting to see patterns of what teams cover and what teams don't. So I'm going to take a flyer on Washington state to be inside that number of 13. Cause I think I could even see a move. Cause I could see a lot of people betting USC too, you know, being at home and being undefeated. So I'm going to go with Wazoo laying the points at USC and um, last one here, we're, we got a little asterisk in this. Obviously, I'm not going to steal my man's thunder here when he does his picks, but I will be on Texas minus seven as long as Gabriel, uh, the quarterback for the Sooners, is out. Because Texas, I want Texas to be back. There's no – I just got a vibe. I got a feeling. Because especially if Ewers comes back too. What's the guy's name again? The mullet guy. He's a beauty. Yes, Ewers. Ewers, Yeah. If he comes back, it's just going to be a, the, the shot in the ass that they need, and I can't can't wait to watch that game. Um, so we'll see. But, yeah, if Gabriel is out, I'm going to be on Texas minus seven. But Because, again, too, if we find out for sure he's playing, that's going to change the line, obviously, too. So um, I would still – I still would look to bet Texas. But um, Oklahoma is just hard to predict, so I might stay away completely if Gabriel plays. But – We'll see. For right now, as things stand, I'm on Texas minus seven at Oklahoma, right? I believe it's at Oklahoma this year. So, so it's or is um, it a neutral field? They, it's actually a neutral field. They're playing in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. Um, so about half. Oh yeah, that's right. Two yeah. schools. So right, right, right. You know, Oklahoma's listed on the gambling apps as a home team, but it is a neutral site game at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Um, Obviously, the Longhorns coming up from Austin a few hours south, and then uh, Norman, Oklahoma, a couple hours north. So, uh, nice neutral site game. Always makes this one fun, but, uh, yeah, no no real home advantage here. Beautiful. Um, all right, dudes, that's my card, buddy. Sure. You rounded yeah, off here. I got a short one. I've only got three that I've already locked in. Um, so I'll start with that one right there, the Red River rivalry. Um, in Dallas, I'm also no shock. I locked in Texas minus seven. Um, Texas is just there. They did have the one letdown game against Texas Tech, but they're they're a frisky team. They're They're solid. Uh, if they get, you know, Quinn Ewers back here, uh, best mullet in the game, and just kid can sling it. Uh, he was showing that early on against Alabama before he got hurt in that, uh, you know, tough loss Texas had to Alabama. But Oklahoma hasn't looked that sharp this year either. So I, I like Texas in this game. I think that I'm giving them the edge, um, and I'm going to ride the Longhorns minus seven on this one. Um the other two that I really liked this week, uh, Tennessee at LSU, Tennessee is minus three. Now, LSU is always, always, always an electric atmosphere. It's a tough place to play, but I do think Tennessee's, Tennessee's legit. They're um, the best offense in the country. Right yeah, the, Hooker is an unbelievable quarterback. He's moving the ball with ease. 
Tennessee looks so good. Um, and I've learned so much over the years betting on games where Brian Kelly is coaching. And that man <laughs> has lost me more money than anything in this world. So just based on that, I'm betting against Brian Kelly. I'm riding the Volunteers minus three at LSU. Um, that one I'm a big fan of this week. And then the third game that I picked that I've already got locked in, uh, Memphis at home against Houston. Um, the Cougars uh, made the highlight reel for an unbelievable play this week where quarterback threw a pass to the running back in the backfield and he ran into his wide receiver's ass who was blocking for him and fell down for like a three-yard loss. Um, so that basically sums up how I feel about Houston. Uh, Memphis is, uh, they're pretty good this year and they're at home. Give me Memphis minus three against Houston. I don't think Houston's very good. They're covering they're not, they're, last year. Not, not, yeah, so much. They're, they're not what they used to be. Um, so I'm going to take Memphis in that game. A couple games that I had thought about, but haven't locked in yet. I may as time goes on, uh, but these are not going to be official picks. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on the uh, NC State line. Uh, so NC State plays Florida State this week. I think a lot of people out there are starting to kind of like Florida State. I'm not buying on Florida State right now. So I think that NC State could be a good pick in that game. They're coming off of a loss against Clemson. Uh, but Clemson's a top five team in the country right now. They're undefeated and they lost 30 to 20. So they did not get blown out by any stretch. And mm-hmm. C State's a solid team. Their defensive line is uh, is very, very good. Uh, so NC State is a game that I'll kind of keep an eye on. And that might be, you know, a last second bet there. Uh, they're minus three and a half right now. So I think what I would try to do is bet that if it goes down to minus three. Um, you know, but as of now, I'm not officially taking that. I'm just going to keep an eye on the line. If it goes down to three, I'll probably take it. Um, and Love then it. I'm I'm kind of with you on on Kentucky. I I may just kind of toss a last second uh, last second bet in there, but not officially on my slate. I'm rolling with the three that I gave, but those other two are kind of honorable mentions this week. We'll call it. Uh, but overall, it's going to be a fun weekend of college football. There's some great games on. Some great. Great conference games now. I think we're getting to that part of the season where college football starts to get a little bit tougher to pick because you don't get Michigan against, you know, the JV team, uh, you know, from over at, right. uh, you know, St. Saint- Vincent School of the Unathletic. Yeah, important um, division games, important conference games really start coming thick and fast here for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And anything can happen in these in-conference games, right? You know, Oklahoma and Texas, always a fun game. You know, you're looking at SEC matchups, always wild stuff happening down there. ACC matchups. I mean, it's it's a fun time of year to be betting, but it's it's getting a little bit tougher. You know, you don't get those you don't get what those easy picks seem to be, you know, early on in the college football season. But um, yeah, overall, I'm excited about this slate. Love it, man. Another great week here. Another great episode. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, fade me accordingly until uh, further notice, but um, Tudes is winning you some money. So, you know, writing's on the wall there until I write the ship. Uh, Derek's having a solid year, too. So, um, 
appreciate everybody listening. Like I said, uh, we'll be back. And I mentioned this too. We got a ton going on. Um, scheduling guests has been tough, but it's not something we're abandoning. We will never totally abandon that. Um, it's just, you know, scheduling has been a nightmare for, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. Scheduling has been a bit of a nightmare, but we're on it. We're going to have some guests for lining some things up, you know, new year and all that sort of stuff. So, um, just keep your eyes peeled. Um, we enjoy doing the gambling talk, changing it up a little bit. Um, it's a, it's a quick part of the year. You know, it's only a few months. Uh, this is a bit of a money making time for us, hopefully, but not so much for me right now. <laughs> um, Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Um, Toots, blast as always, my friend. Derek, hope you feel better, buddy. Um, And we'll be back next week for another brand new episode. Have a good rest of the week, everybody. Go Bills.